0: laughing I always spit on this thing man gosh right amen 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 if you have your Bibles let's go ahead and turn to the book of Mark get it up on the screen. Chapter 12, verses 13 through 17. Mark chapter 12, verses 13 through 17. Everyone say, thank God for the weather. weather. (laughs) Amen. It's about time. Amen. Enjoy it while you can. You know how the Northwest is. Wait 10 minutes to go 10 miles down the road. It'll change. Uh, the Bible says, And they send unto him certain of the Pharisees and Herodians to catch him in his words. And when they were, and when they were come, they say unto him, Master, we know that thou art true and carest for no man, for thou regardest not the person of man, but teachest the way of God in truth. Is it lawful to give tribute to caesar or not shall we give or shall we not give but he jesus knowing their hypocrisy, hypocrisy said unto them why tempt ye tempt me bring me a penny that i may see it and they brought it and he said unto them whose is this image and subscription And they said unto him, Caesar's. And Jesus answering said unto them, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. And they marveled at him. And they marveled at him. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your awesome word today. God, I ask you to help me, Lord, as we... Look into the scriptures. We look into your word today. And I thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. You may be seated. Amen. It just feels like everyone's pushing back. Pushing back. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'll take a shower next week. It's good to have everybody in the house of God. Thank you for being faithful. Uh, The weather sometimes has the opposite effect. Amen. But uh, God is greater than the weather. Amen. 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 We live in a generation that does not Agree with biblical teaching, doctrinal teaching, the teachings of Jesus Christ, the Gospels, really the Bible in, in general. And it boggles my mind how the Word of God is so simplistic and yet it confounds the greatest of minds. I don't really understand why they don't understand why uh, the world and the the great men with great intellect don't really get uh, the simplicities of the gospel and what God is trying to do in their lives. Amen. But we do know this, and the Bible is very clear when it says the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. Therefore, human reasoning has a way of restricting God's purpose, not only for them, but for everybody. God's purpose really means when they... Push away God's purpose, they restrict God's purpose, it really means those whom are not willing to have an open mind and be subject to God's voice. And because of that, they can never have what God wants for them. And that's simply relationship. He just wants a relationship. That's all he's ever wanted. In fact, the Bible is a book of relationships. It's a book about a holy God reaching down to fallen man and trying to restore what man stepped away from. In Mark chapter 12, beginning with verse number 13, it says that they sent unto Jesus certain of the Pharisees and the Herodians to catch him in his words. In my mind, it seems like these men were most likely men of great manipulation, men of great intelligence. They were specifically chosen to go and try to trip Jesus up. And when they came to Jesus, they didn't come to Jesus with slandering words at first they they approached Jesus with words of affirmation to try to get Jesus to let his guard down. They said, master, teacher, we, that, 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 was, that was the verbiage back then. Master, we hold you a great authority, but that really wasn't the real picture of how they felt about Jesus. They said, Master, we know, not only does the, the enemy believe they know all things, but they rarely come alone. They always bring reinforcements. We know this by the statement that was made when they said, we know. We know that you're a teacher sent from God. We know that thou art true and cares for no man. You see, they're throwing out a fishing line. For thou regardest not the person of man, but teachest the way of God in truth. In other words, The word of God is not prejudice towards certain individuals because truth applies to all people. It cannot be altered. But it happens more and more in our society where people are trying to alter the truth of God's word. They're trying to devalue What God's Word says, they're trying to devalue the things of the church. They're trying to devalue the very Word of God. It's nothing new. Satan did it in the garden. They did it back in Jesus' day. And they're still doing it today. And so I got to thinking, could it be, could it be that the world is looking for ways to disprove what the church, the apostolic church values, which is the infallible word of God. That's the the world we live in. That's the society we live in. And so in Mark chapter 12, verse 14 through 16, the Pharisees and Herodians asked Jesus, is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar? And the answer really is, no, it's not. It, it, It really isn't. But that was the question. Shall we give or shall we not give? But Jesus, knowing their ulterior motive, because the Bible says he, knowing their hypocrisy, there was a different intent that they had. They were coming to him because the Bible says they were coming to him to trip him up, to catch him at his words. And so Jesus said, why, why tempt me? Bring me a penny that I may see it. Not only that, I may see it, so it could be a visual lesson for all who's involved. Everyone's going to see it. It's funny how the devil tries to bring instruments to try to trip us up. And so they brought it. Now, if there's a jam in this story, it's understanding that God has everything under control. In fact, in Isaiah chapter 54, verses 16 and 17, I love this setting of scripture. It says, behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the waster to destroy And then he goes on to verse 17 and he says, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. No matter the devices of Satan, No matter what he tries to trip you up with, no matter how much he tries to devalue the word of God, amen, God has empowered you, amen, not only to fight against the word of God, but to recognize his devices, praise God, the devices of the devil. Let me give you a clue today, friend. God is manipulating the devil when the devil thinks he's manipulating the church. He doesn't catch God by surprise. And if we got the mind of God, amen, we won't catch God by surprise either, amen, because we know his devices, amen. We know his tactics. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt Condemn, amen. Why? This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Praise God, praise God. And the righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Praise God. God holds you to the highest of high levels, praise God. God loves you. You are the apple of his eye, praise God. And just because you go through some scenarios, amen, some things in your life, it doesn't mean that God has given up on you, praise God. God is manipulating the devil, amen, to make you stronger. No weapon, amen, that is formed against you shall prosper, praise God. The devil thinks, amen, he's got you and he's pounding you and he's molding you, praise God. But oh no, my friend, God is, God is manipulating him into believing that he has control when all the time God created him for his purpose. And so the Pharisees In this story, we're trying to trap Jesus by saying, is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar or not? But Jesus, knowing the hypocrisy, meaning the act of pretending to have virtues, beliefs, or feelings that one does not actually possess, or pretending to be something one is not usually with the intent to deceive or mislead others. Wow. Hypocrisy. Misleading. Pretending to be something that they're not. Amen. That's why the word of God is so valuable. That's why the word of God is so Awesome, praise God. That's why we need to hide the word of God in our heart, amen. So when the devil, when the tempter comes, amen, and he tries to discourage you with a lie, praise God, when he tries to devalue the very treasure that is inside of you, amen, you have the goods to fight against him. Jesus said, bring me a penny with the inscription of Caesar on it. It was the penny which Jesus used to reveal the hidden agenda of the Pharisees and Herodians. A simple penny, praise God. They were trying to trip him up with the very words, Caesar, amen. They wanted him to go against Caesar, amen, but Jesus knew their devices. He knew the direction they were going. And and so he said, whose is this image and superscription, actually it says, and they said unto him, Caesar's. And Jesus answered and said unto them, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God. And they marveled. In other words, Words, In other words, the world's view, they, they fight. They fight against God's word because God's word is what exposes their hidden agenda. And because they're exposed, praise God, they refuse to allow Jesus, which is the living word, to alter their direction, amen. And their direction and their hypocrisy is to mislead people. Mislead people, lie to people. That's the society we live in. They tell you this great uh, world, this great place we live in. It's, it's a place of Euphoria or a, a beauty and splendor, but it's only temporary, friend. God has something much greater that He that He wants to offer you. It's eternal. It's forever, praise God. Don't hold a lot of weight in this world, amen. God, has, God offers so much more for his people because he loves you. And nothing is worth walking away from what God has for us. But if we're not careful, we can allow the devil to creep in. And so Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 says, be not conformed to this world. Don't let the world mold you into what it wants to mold you into. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, praise God. That means get into the word of God. You want to see someone that's happy? I'll show you someone that loves God's word. I'll show you someone that understands God's word. Praise God. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You see, my friend, the church cannot change its direction which Jesus gave Jesus said in John chapter 17 verses verses 14 through 17 he says i have given them thy word speaking of the apostles and the world hath hated them because they the apostles are not of this world in other words their mentality is not nailed to this world, is not glued to this world. Their focus is on a heavenly kingdom, a heavenly world, a spiritual kingdom. And as I am not of the world, they were were different in communication. They were different in action. They were different in lifestyle. And the world hated them for that. And the world hates you for that. Jesus goes on to say, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from evil. You know what my prayer is? My prayer is this. God, I don't always pray for someone to be healed. Because I believe God allows things in people's lives. No, I want people to be healed. Don't, try, don't, don't misunderstand me. But I want God's will to be done in an individual's life. That's my, that's my desire. And I know that's God's desire. He doesn't want anyone to perish. And if God's got to send you through a little, a little hiccup, he will, praise God. Because if it brings an individual to repentance, then so be it. So be it. God, do what you got to do, God. If I get out of line, God, put me in a position, Lord, where I'm going to come to you and I'm going to repent and I'm going to say, God, I'm sorry. Nothing in this world is worth what you have waiting for me. There's nothing in this world that, that, that can, that can uh, trade places with what God has for me. I pray that thou shouldest not take them out of the world, but thou shouldest keep them from evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Then he says, sanctify them. Separate them. Through thy truth. How does he do this? He tells us, thy word is truth. We have to be so involved in the word of God. Praise God. We have to to be inundated with the word of God. Every day we should have our face in the book. Every day we should be seeking God. Every day we should communicate with God. Every single day. It is a priority in the world that we live in. I said it's a priority in the world that we live in, praise God. If we don't listen to God's word, if we don't read God's word, if we don't have a priority for, towards God, amen, you're going to have a priority towards something else. You're going to be involved in something else, praise God. And it's going to happen so fast, you're going to turn around and you're going to find yourself in trouble and you're going to ask yourself, how did I get to this place? The reason why we got to that place is because we devalued the word of God. We put it to the side and said, not today, God. I'll pick the word up tomorrow. Not tomorrow, God. I'll pick the word up the next day. Next thing you know, a week goes by, two weeks go by, a month goes by. That's how it works. That's how the devil works. That's how the voice of manipulation works and it gets us in a corner. Now I'm talking about all of us, me included, praise God. And even though the church, the apostolic church of 2023, amen, we're going to face some obstacles, but we must pursue righteousness. Righteousness is just being right with God. Pursuing what God has for us. I want to be right with God. When I stand in the throne room of God, I want want God to be pleased with me. I want Him to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Praise God. I desire to have a relationship with God, but it's not going to happen if I try to sift out what I don't like. What I don't feel applies to my life, praise God, just to justify what I'm not doing in the kingdom of God. And there are many churches in our world that devalue the words of Jesus by wrongly interpreting Scripture and at the same time, at the same time, diminishing the power of God. God wants his child, his church, his bride to walk in power, to walk in authority. Amen. To hold your head up. It's not a weak, decrepit church. It is a powerful church. It is a church with power. We have the backing of God himself. Praise God. That's awesome. But Matthew chapter 13 and verse 25 says this, but while men slept, here's the issue. When they slept, the enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. He just needs to sow a little discord. A little discord will separate the families of God. It'll separate your fellowship with your brothers and sisters it'll cause you to be mad at the preacher because he says something when he has no knowledge of your lifestyle, amen, because you're so, you feel so guilty, amen, you're thinking, oh, somebody told on me. That isn't the way it works, friend. In fact, I tell my, I don't want to know anything about anybody because I don't want to get in this pulpit and preach and someone thinks, oh, they're talking about me. The less I know, the better off I am. But when the blade of grass was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in the field? And if it, if you did, from whence then hath it tares? How do these other issues pop up? And he said, Nay, lest while ye gather up tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. In other words, issues are going to grow as you grow. Issues are going to mature as you mature, but you have the power of God. Don't think that because you're in the kingdom of God, you're not going to face some stuff. Remember, the blacksmith is is pounding and he's molding and he's shaping, and God is using that to make you, amen, a child of God that is strong, that walks in power and authority. There will be a time when it's separated, but right now, not right now. Not right now. And I strongly trust, I strongly trust the church will go through a time of testing. But like always, it always has and it always will. If we hold on to God's word, we will come out on top, praise God, because God's word will achieve its purpose. It always does. It always will. If you stay close to the word of God, amen, stay plugged in to the the source of power. And as the church begins to see a shift in our political system, which it already is, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. The Bible says these things must come to pass. Jesus is warning us. Jesus is encouraging us. Jesus is telling us, don't be afraid. It's coming, amen. But I've let you know. I've made you aware, praise God. When it does happen... Lift up your voice, church, because I am coming in the clouds, he said. Praise God. God. Don't be like the enemies, praise God, and hide God's agenda, praise God. Don't make the word of God pull it out of you, amen. Step forth in power. Step forth in authority, amen. Share God's word. Love on people. And if God is on our side, and he is, then we are to hold on to the words found in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, where it says, You are the light of the world. Look at each other and say, You are the light of the world. You are the light of a world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. No matter how hard you try to hide, if you love God and you are, are, are headed for right righteousness, doing right things, then you will shine. You're going to glow. You cannot hide the presence of God in your life, amen. No matter what you do, God is gonna manifest himself through you, amen. And you're gonna love it, amen. You're gonna tell people about God. They're gonna say there's something different about you. There's something different about you. But you're the light of the world. And if you are, and I I know you are, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light to all that are in the house. So let your light so shine before men. That they may see your good works. And glorify the Father which is in heaven. See the church. You and me. Amen. We're a reflection of Jesus himself. A reflection. A reflection. The image of God. Praise God. A light, amen. And lights are never to be hidden, amen. Lights are created to transmit a source of power, amen. A source where people can see. A source that, 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 that uh, gravitate, um, causes people to, to gravitate towards you. A light. A source. They were created to transmit, transmit light so things in the shadows can be revealed. Amen. Jesus is making a point. You see, the word of God is a cleansing agent. If there's anything inside of you, and if you allow God's word to work in your life, it'll cleanse you of those hidden things Those things that are causing you, that are stunting your growth, amen. If you will allow God to manifest himself inside of you, if you will allow the light of the glorious gospel, amen, to shine in your life, I promise you, you will be changed, amen. You won't be the same individual. You'll be different. And everybody will know that you're different. You see, it's the doctrine that saves you. So Paul is teaching the young evangelist in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16. We talked about a Sunday. He says, take heed unto thyself, meaning to keep, to retain, to keep as a precious treasure in your memory. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, two things happen. You save yourself and them that hear thee. Jesus was a prime example of this scripture right here. He came on and he walked on terra firma for 33 and a half years. And the whole time he was preaching the gospel. Because he knew that the words that he spoke would not only save himself but them that hurt him. Praise God. And when we think about what God has to offer, when you really focus on what God has to offer, it's so much greater, amen, because God offers so much more to his people. Salvation, my friend, is not temporary. Salvation, my friend, is eternal, praise God. And God will offer, God's offer will carry us to this place called eternity. And because of that, we need to be happy, joyful. You ought not to be grievous. You ought not to be sad. You ought not to be struggling, praise God. Rejoice when trials come upon you. Know that God is doing a great work in your life, doing a great work in your marriage, praise God. Let God God be God in your life, amen. And I promise you, I promise you that your marriage, amen, will be stronger than ever. The reason why marriages don't work because typically you got two stubborn people that want their own way. How do I know? Right here. Everyone say right here. Cuz if you don't you're lying. <laughs> here's the, Here's the crux of it. So many people have walked before us. They've given so much more for us to enjoy. What we enjoy here tonight. In fact, Hebrews eleven verse beginning at verse thirty-two. The writer penned these words, and he said, "What shall I say more?" And I echo those words. What shall I say more? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, and Barak, and Samson, and Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire. Escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong. Waxed violent in fight. Turned to fight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trials of cruel mockings and scourgings. Yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonments. They were stoned and they were sown asunder. They were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins being destitute, afflicted, tormented. Have any of you been through any of that? Of whom... Verse 38, the world, the writer is pinning this, all these things that have happened, some escaped and some didn't, of whom the world was not worthy of these individuals. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and in caves of the earth. In all these, having obtained a good report through faith. Received not the promise. Some promises are not going to be manifested in your life. You might not ever see what God has promised you. But that doesn't take away what God has promised you. It doesn't take away what God is going to do for you and your family, praise God. Don't ever lose track of that. Just because you don't see it manifesting doesn't mean that God isn't working in your life. Doesn't mean that God is not working in your family. Doesn't mean that God is not working on your issues, praise God. God is working. When you're praying, God is hearing you. Verse 40, in closing, says, God, having provided some better thing, some better thing for us, That they without us should not be made perfect. Mature. Developed. Grown up. Praise God. Can the church give to Caesar and still be faithful to God? Yes. You pay your taxes, right? You're being faithful to Caesar. If you don't, you're going to jail. (laughs) but there's some things we can be faithful to Caesar but it is never ever ever on the premise of compromising the very word of God the very word of God let's stand